I'm not going to do it. I was just thinking about it, but I'm not going to do it. I did it. I joined TikTok. What's up? Welcome into a new episode of the My Life as Luke podcast. I'm Luke Kelly. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to podcast at. Tell your baby mama. Tell all your friends to be listening to this show. And follow me on social media at Radio Luke Kelly, Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. I don't know how great I'm going to be on TikTok, but I am now on TikTok. And I'll tell you the reason why I wanted to join. Basically, it's because I'm immature. Saturday was Thunder over Louisville. It's a big day in Louisville. And I had a live broadcast, Thunder Day. We were set up. And when I was looking at the the microphone set up and everything like this, I'm like, you know what? This would make a great TikTok. Because I've seen the TikTok of where people will walk up at a Walmart or some sort of grocery store, pick up the phone, and then they'll do the fart. And I was like, you know what? This is a great opportunity to do this TikTok. And there is no better first way for me to make an impression on TikTok than doing a farting TikTok because I think farts are still hilarious. I'm 30 years old and I will always find farts hilarious. So that was my first ever TikTok where I picked up the microphone, tapped on the top of it, and then farted into it. Not real life fart. You you know how to use TikTok. If you're listening to a podcast, you're probably on TikTok. It's It's... Pretty funny, and there's great people on there, a lot of people that are super funny, a lot of people that are super creative. You know who is the most excited that I joined TikTok? Nora. She is excited, so that way she doesn't have to take another step in sending me videos and sending it in a text message instead of just sharing it on TikTok. So she is super excited about that, and I don't know how TikTok really tries to regulate you know, your for you page in the beginning, because I have to say the first, I don't know, couple hours I was on TikTok, it was like giving me a whole bunch of conservative stuff and a whole bunch of liberal stuff. And I'm like, I don't want any sort of politics on my for you page. I don't, I want to jump on there and see different things that are funny. I don't want anything with politics. When I seek stuff out for entertainment, I don't want politics. Now, some people do, And there's a big, big world for that. And that's why that stuff is so popular right now, but I don't want anything to do with that. I want to laugh. I want to see people tripping and falling. I want to see people busting it when they're trying to do a TikTok dance. Those are the videos that I want to see. Speaking of dancing, that's one thing that you'll never see me do on TikTok. One, I'm just not very good at TikTok. Or I shouldn't say at TikTok, but at dancing. And if you were... To see me do some of these TikTok dances, you would be like, Luke, oh boy, you need to go get some dance lessons. You need some rhythm. Go get all of that and then try and do that. I'm not going to try and do that. I'm going to try and be who I am, but on TikTok and make it somewhat entertaining. Uh, I did another TikTok besides the farting one. I did some scratch-offs. Nora and I were at the grocery store. We're at Kroger, and I was so happy that the uh, Kentucky Lottery machines have now debit card readers on their credit card readers on there. So you could buy it with a credit card now. So I went up there, I put my debit card in and I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy like 20 something bucks of it. And then Nora and I went back to the car and I was like, I'm going to do this as a TikTok. Let's scratch it off. And I could do a TikTok. She was like, okay, that's cool. She was like, can you give me a couple scratch offs too? Nora's not a big scratch off person, but she likes to do it occasionally. And out of the $20 that I spent, I only won I won $25 on one ticket, 
but I only won five because obviously spent the 25 and then I ended up winning zero dollars because I would just go back in and cash them and then go back in and cash them in for more tickets and then I just left with no money in my hand because I just donated it all back to the Kentucky Lottery Fund, which I believe goes to education. So it's worth it. That's what I always tell myself whenever it comes to buying scratch-off tickets. It's the lottery. It all goes towards education. So I'm good. I'm good. That's what I at least think to myself. But uh, So that was another TikTok that I did. I'm going to start coming up with other ideas, although I did realize that doing TikToks are very time-consuming, I know some people that spend hours trying to do TikToks, hours. And I'm like, I don't know if I have hours to dedicate to a TikTok, but I'll try. I'm going to be a little bit more productive on there. You know, if I'm productive on TikTok, I might be unproductive in other things in life, but at least I'll be seen maybe by eight people, maybe by a hundred people, maybe by more than that. But I'm never expecting to go more than eight people because I think those are all the followers that I have until you follow me. Remember, at Radio Luke Kelly on TikTok. So, you know, that was a big deal for me, joining TikTok, because I always said I wasn't going to do it, and now I'm on it. Another big thing that I did this week was I finally finished up a 1,000 Pound Sisters on TLC. I love the show. I thought it was very funny. I love the Slatin Sisters. They... They make me laugh so much because I think they're just showcasing the the sibling love. You know how you interact with your siblings. You call each other names. You just always have this banter with your siblings because you feel free when you're talking to your siblings, right? You never feel any pressure. You feel like you could just shoot the shit with them and not be judged. And that's that's what Tammy and Amy do. They don't care. They're giving each other a hard time. They're best friends. That's what siblings are for. You grow up together to beat each other up, and then later in life, you still make fun of each other, but yet you still have a great relationship with each other. And it was really frustrating for me to try and find Thousand Pound Sisters because I forget uh, TLC is on Discovery Plus now. Uh, That's who owns them. So they want you to go over to um, uh, Discovery Plus to watch all the shows and I was on Hulu when I first found out about, about a thousand pound sisters. And then I finally found a thousand pound sisters on my spectrum on demand. And when I find that, when I found that on there, I was super excited. I was able to breeze through like the last three episodes that I had to watch. And there were pretty intense episodes. A lot of things occurred during these episodes. Amy was getting really close to having her baby. They had a baby shower. They had to get things ready in their duplex. So that way the baby would be ready to come home. Gage, I believe is this kid's name. Gage. I almost wanted to say Cage, but it's Gage is the baby's name. But, you know, she had a lot to deal with with her pregnancy because she just had that major surgery to get the weight, the weight loss surgery. And uh, she had to get a C-section. So there was a high risk, even higher than normal because She's already overweight, but she just had major surgery done. And they were really talking about that on the episodes um, leading up to her having her baby. And it had to be very difficult, too, because all of this was taking place during the coronavirus. So having to go to doctor's appointments, having to go to the hospital and dealing with all that stuff. I know she had to quarantine her and her husband 
had to quarantine for a couple of weeks before the baby was due and then quarantine another couple of weeks when they got home. So that was, this is a really rude awakening, you know, to um, welcome a kid in. It's like you, you got to do all this stuff, but, you know, it helped them get ready, I think, uh, for the baby. And Amy has a huge heart. I was actually really happy to see her have the baby, the one thing that she always wanted. She wanted that more than anything else in the world. She got it. You could tell she was super excited. She wanted everybody to meet uh, Gage. I keep wanting to say Cage, but it's Gage. And she was disappointed that Tammy wasn't able to see Gage as soon as he got home from the hospital because Tammy was diagnosed with the coronavirus. And they weren't sure how Tammy quite got the coronavirus. I'm not sure how all this stuff was edited up together. But Jerry did come on uh, the episode before Tammy got diagnosed with the coronavirus. And Tammy was kind of in a rough spot at that point because she had been trying to lose weight so that way she could get her weight loss surgery. Her and her brother Chris were trying to do it. And Tammy didn't meet her goal. She actually gained like another 100 pounds. I don't, I don't know if it was like 100 pounds, but she gained more weight during the time that she was supposed to be losing weight. But granted, she did have the coronavirus, but so did her brother Chris. And her brother Chris was still able to drop some pounds, but Tammy wasn't. You know, she admitted that she had a food addiction, which is probably really hard to do. To say that you have a food addiction is probably very uncomfortable. And there's ways that you could go to cope with it. There's ways that you could talk to people about it and kind of get down to the root of why you have that food addiction. And Tammy didn't want to hear any of it from anyone. Her siblings tried to have an intervention almost for her, telling her that she does need to get therapy. But she didn't want to. She said she will do it when she's ready. And then they were talking about how when Jerry comes over, he's always contributing to her eating unhealthy. And she took that as nobody likes Jerry. The thing is, they weren't really preaching that. They were just trying to tell her, hey, listen here, Tammy. You can't have Jerry in your life if he's going to be contributing to you living an unhealthy lifestyle. Because if you continue to do this, you're not going to be here much longer. And those are scary words to hear. It was scary for me to hear it just as a viewer. It's like, oh my God, she's young. Tammy is young. She shouldn't be going through this. And I believe at some point, I don't know if it was Amy or Chris that said that they lost their dad very young because he was overweight and they don't want that to happen to Tammy. And they're getting so nervous about it. The whole family that Tammy's mom had to buy a plot for her. She's like, I don't know when this is going to happen. So she was prepared and bought two plots for Amy and bought herself a plot at, at a, at a uh, what do they call those? At a, at a grave site. That's not the right word. A graveyard? No, that's still not right. Cemetery. That's the more proper word that I'm looking for there. But at a cemetery. It's sad. She's young. Completely young. She has a whole life ahead of her. And I don't think that she ever wants to... I don't think she ever wants to keep contributing to live an unhealthy lifestyle. I think it all goes back to being some sort of way when she was young. That's what I believe, but she has to talk about it with someone until she gets that help. She's going to keep going back into those deep, dark ways of just turning to food when things don't go her way. 
Her brother Chris did a great job. He had coronavirus, but he was still able to lose some weight. Matter of fact, the doctor told him, hey, just lose a couple more pounds, lose nine more pounds, and I'll get you ready for surgery. That's all he had to do. So hopefully we get some more episodes and we see Chris lose some weight, and hopefully Tammy loses weight the next time that we see her because I want her to get through this. It was awesome to see Amy go through everything, get the surgery, get pregnant, and have a beautiful baby. That was great. That's what she wanted. That was one of the biggest factors on why she wanted to lose weight. She wanted to have a child, so she did what she had to do. I was actually just on uh, Twitter, and I saw a story that was posted by TM, uh, TMZ about Amy and her weight loss. That's awesome. That's why I need another season. I don't know if they're filming another season right now or if they kind of put a hold on it because of the pandemic. It's like I know they had to finish it because they started filming before the pandemic even started, but I need a second season. I need a follow-up. I want to see how Tammy's doing. I want to see if Amy keeps losing weight, how she's doing raising a child. I want to see Chris. Did he get his weight loss surgery? Did that happen yet? I want to see all these things. I've grown to love this family. They're cool. They're entertaining. They make me laugh so much. It's just a great place to turn to. It really is a great place to just kind of forget about life. Although there are a lot of serious things on this show, there are a lot of great laughs in this show. Another show that I got into just debuted on Sunday night. It was WWE Biography on A&E. I don't know if you've ever watched the biography series on A&E before. They're always really good. Right now, they're spotlighting WWE superstars, and the first episode was Stone Cold Steve Austin. No better way to start. There really isn't. I've grown up a wrestling fan. I still am a wrestling fan. There are two wrestlers in my lifetime that I really think changed the game. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. And Stone Cold Steve Austin was really highlighted as the guy that really changed the business. Because he did. One of the greatest storylines ever in professional wrestling history is Stone Cold Steve Austin against Vince McMahon. And the second best, if you ask me, is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Those were two great stories, two big superstars, or I should say three because Vince was a huge superstar at the time. In one generation. Usually you do not get that many superstars in one generation. And the way the game changed and evolved and made other superstars even bigger at the time in the WWE was just ridiculous. And I love how they told the story of Stone Cold Steve Austin here. They went back to his childhood. Kind of always said how he was into fitness. He loved playing football. He went to college. Realized that college wasn't really for him. Started watching wrestling. He always watched wrestling, but he started to watch it again. He saw a commercial for a wrestling school. Went to that. Started training across territories. And the one thing that's amazing is the dedication that professional wrestlers have. Because they don't make any money. They have to pay for their own travel to get to the next town. And they're making like 10 bucks an hour, especially not 10 bucks an hour, $10 a match. Um, especially back then when Stone Cold was wrestling, they would have to drive like four or 500 miles to only make 10 bucks. 
but they were just doing it to pay their dues. That's all they were doing. And Stone Cold Steve Austin was doing that. He knew the right way to go about it. Wanted to go on the road, go from territory to territory, just like you're supposed to do. And he did that. He worked his ass off. And then he was noticed by Joss was working with the WCW at the time. And Jim Ross, not long after he signed Stone Cold Steve Austin, ended up going over to the WWE. Now, Steve Austin did have a decent tag team run in the WCW, but they kind of saw him as that B-level guy. They never saw him as a next-level star because in the WCW at the time that Stone Cold Steve Austin was there, and granted, he wasn't even Stone Cold Steve Austin at that point. He was just Steve Austin. But at that point... They had Ric Flair. They had their Arn Andersons and all these guys that were always at the top of the card, and it was hard. Sting was another one of those guys that was at the top of the card, and everybody else was just kind of filler space. And Stone Cold got a phone call one day, said, hey, um, you're no longer with the company, and that was a phone call from Eric Bischoff. And so Stone Cold was out of work. He goes then and works for the ECW. Paul Heyman found out about it pretty quick, and he just went up there, started working for him. But not long after that, Jim Ross calls Stone Cold again and says, hey, man, we want you in the WWE. He goes there, piddles for a while, just middle of the card, nothing really going on. And if it wasn't for the famous curtain call that happened at Madison Square Garden before Kevin Nash and Razor Ramon ran off to the WCW, uh, if you don't recall the curtain call, you go back on YouTube, you can see this clip that happened with Kevin Nash, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. If that moment didn't happen, we might not have a Stone Cold Steve Austin because it was Triple H that was supposed to win the King of the Ring tournament that year. But instead, because of the curtain call, Stone Cold Steve Austin ended up winning the King of the Ring and sent him on a high road to be one of the biggest superstars ever and totally changed the game of wrestling. Because still at that time in the WWE, there was still some sort of comic book feel, superhero feel to all the characters that were on TV. And then the promos that Stone Cold was starting to cut, it was like, this is different. This is real life. We're going to bring all this attitude into the WWE. And that's what they did. If it weren't for Stone Cold Steve Austin, you wouldn't have Degeneration X. You wouldn't have Mr. McMahon, the character in the WWE. There's a lot of groups that you wouldn't have seen in the WWE if it wasn't for Stone Cold changing the game at that time. Fantastic, fantastic biography on Stone Cold Steve Austin on a &E. If you don't have a &E, find someone that has it. Watch it on On Demand because it is such a good documentary. I mean, I, that's just a little bit of the highlights uh, the rest of it kind of just goes over how Stone Cold kind of had to retire because of some injuries that he faced earlier in his career and how he had to retire young. He had to retire really young. A lot of guys, man, they keep wrestling forever. And they kept it hush-hush for a long time. Nobody even knew that Stone Cold was retired. Even after the fact, they're still expecting Stone Cold to come back. I, I believe it was after WrestleMania 19 that was in Seattle at Safeco Field at the time. So that was that was a pretty, pretty badass documentary. If you're a wrestling fan, watch it. 
Another show that's on a &E right now, I don't know why there's such a big WWE partnership, but I love it, is WWE Treasures. I did not stay up to watch this one, so I got to go on demand and watch this one. But it's people, WWE characters, old WWE characters, traveling across the country looking for archives for the WWE. So some pieces that may have been lost over the years, maybe Kane's mask, maybe championships, all different sorts of things that um, wrestlers want back and the WWE wants back so that way they could have it in their warehouse and have it for maybe a Hall of Fame at one point. I heard rumblings not that long ago that the WWE does want to do an actual Hall of Fame, so that would be cool if they could get some better artifacts, but a lot of wrestling collectors do have it. There was actually one preview that I saw for this WWE Treasures where there is one collector that was like, yeah, if I did get that, I would not tell you that I got it because I would never sell it. It's like, man, these these collectors are super next level. They don't they don't care. Or else if if the WWE wants it, they're going to have to pay a lot of money. And you know Vince McMahon, he's not afraid to pay out for something that he really really wants. So I can't wait to watch that. I don't know when I'm going to do that this week, but once I do watch it, maybe I'll talk about it next week here on the podcast. But thank you so much for listening this week. I know we talked about TikTok. We talked about a lot of different things. That's a great thing about this podcast. It's just everything that happens in my life, things that are highlighted throughout the week that I get to share with you. So remember, follow me on social media at Radio Luke Kelly, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok. Do that. And don't forget, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And you can count on me waiting for you right here next week on the My Life as Luke podcast.